Here we are again. Full of vim and vigor. That's what we're calling this. I think we're falling short of the vim you and wanna, the vigor. You want to call this episode vim and vigor? Yeah. I'm going to move us over a bit. This episode coming to you. Coming to you live, sponsored by... 1045. No coffee. 1045? Yeah, 1045 on July 31st, somewhere in the world. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it can't be July 31st, somewhere in the world. No, what is 1045, somewhere in the world? I don't know where my it's watch is last. It's not 1045. Why? Because he hasn't been able to sync it to his Fitbit. Why not? Yeah. No, it's internet, and I. No, have, it's not internet. My phone is physically not seeing it as a Bluetooth device. The Bluetooth has nothing to do with the internet. It doesn't have anything to do with the internet. Okay. It's like just not even recognizing it anymore. But you have to have internet to sync it because I will. I if I try to sync my Fitbit and I'm not on an internet connection, it will say it cannot sync. But even if it. Okay. Didn't sync to the app. It still should connect to the phone. It should connect to the phone via Bluetooth. Have you right? turned off your Fitbit and turned it back on? Yeah. I've turned it off, turned it back on. I let it die and come back on. So here we are, not sponsored by coffee, and not drinking coffee. Well, it's because it's 1:20 in the afternoon. No, that's not why. Why are you not drinking coffee? Because I'm saving it. Because I, I, I would rather drink a little bit of coffee every day than to not have any coffee every day. And I don't need coffee, ever. So have you not had any coffee today? I've had my, my, my regular coffee and then water on top of whatever was in there, coffee. So there, vim and vigor, yep. here we are. Okay, um. You got things? Oh, do I. You got things? I do. Do you have things? Nothing on my list is happy things. So, hopefully you have some positivity over there. I do, I have. Then you should start. So, um, someone asked me this week. Wait. Roll the intro! things and it made me think about all of the things that we've only been teaching for two weeks and 
and I have learned so much from the students already about the culture that I never would have known had we not been here. It's stuff you can't find on the internet or in TV shows or whatever. So they were asking why we do what we do and I told them this was it because we get to learn new stuff. There's my positive. That's it? That's, that's all you got? That's all my positive. You asked for the positive. Sure, I was going to save that at the end. long show, people. Because, yes, we do get to learn about things. And I've learned about things. And most were not positive. It's funny, the first... The first week of teaching, all of the students asked, what is your opinion of Egypt? I now have an opinion. Of the I whole can, country or what I can are. pretty much guarantee you that it is not positive. Of course it's where we are. We've only been here. Yeah. We literally go from here to work, from work to home. Um, yeah. I have no positivity. All right, so what else you want to talk about? Because trust me, nobody wants me to read things on this list. What you got? What you got? So. What you got? Should, should parents apologize to their children? You've been children? shopping, you got stuff. You've been out, out and about. Boot in the boot. It has no different than when we shopped every day in China. Well, it kinda is different. Not really. Kinda it's, is. It's kinda the same. I mean, at least in China, where you lived was nicer. The neighborhood was that. nicer, yeah. The complex was we nicer. Walk on sidewalks. No, it, it was more than just the neighborhood. The whole city was nicer. Well, the whole city was brand new. Well, it was. That means it was nicer. I know. You're you're acting like that does not mean nicer, and it it totally does. It was nicer than sandy desert. Where most of the roads look like more dirt than pavement. Nectar, <laughs> sand. sand than pavement. And the sewage coming out of the manhole cover to yeah. go down to the next manhole cover thing. Yeah, that's. It's fun. like a circular. Every day when we walk to work, there's. We go I don't up know this, how that's possible. We go up the hill, and when you are starting at the bottom of the hill, there's a manhole cover, and you can see the water coming out of the coming other manhole cover. Out of the cover other one at the top of the hill. Rolling down and into the manhole cover at the bottom of the hill. Yes, how does that work? And what? You watch it every day. You watch it coming up from the top one and rolling down to the bottom every single day. It's almost like a river. It's worn away a groove in the pavement. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can't explain that. It's I don't, not sewage, like I, I don't, poo and all that I don't stuff. think it's it just, could be. No, no. It's because cool. it would. It would be fl it would be not going in the one at the bottom. Right. It would be a pool at the bottom. Right. It's just water. I don't know if it's what, a broken main or right. something. I mean, it's like something else. Right. That's just you know just down there a little bit away from where we are, like a couple blocks away. Yeah. Come on, what else you got? You've been shopping. You, what have you have you encountered anything?
positive or negative about the shopping experience? Uh, the only thing I can say is not, the only negative I have about the shopping experience is that I can't read the prices. At least in China, they use regular numbers. Well, have you broken out your uh, translator yet? Yeah, and it didn't translate it. Because it's like handwritten. Because handwritten. I was going to, or I looked at that one day, and I was like, are they writing the numbers backwards, but they're still numbers? Because they read the opposite direction from us? And I looked at it like, no, it's still not even it. It's still not that. I would, just think, the numbers are, I would just think the numbers are in Arabic. Yeah, that is a little confusing. I would think that the numbers would be in Arabic. I haven't spent that much money. Our number that we use are based on Arabic numbers, but the way they write it in their language might be different than what we're used to seeing. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what Arabic... I can't even look it up. I don't know what Arabic numbers would look like. Um, written in Arabic. Because like you said, everything's right to left. So what if it is, the numbers are flipped as well? I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. Um, I guess while I'm sitting there one day, I can start trying to uh, understand Arabic writing a bit, I guess, on top of you know, being happy I'm connected to the interwebs. Well, I mean, you guys can come and sit, why not, why not, you'd be There's on, no place for them to sit, they can sit in the lobby, they can sit upstairs in the, what you call it, the little, the kind of lobby upstairs area, I don't, I wouldn't sit, I mean, the problem is you'd keeping Keegan awake from 2 to 10 would be difficult, you'd have internet, but I don't know if you'd be comfortable, I don't know if you'd enjoy it, you probably enjoy not having internet here than having internet and sitting there. Because it wasn't all that enjoyable when we sat there for what the five minutes that we were there. The we were day. told that you should get a job uh what was it? The graphic graphics. designer here in Egypt man land. Yep. I was showing to make money. I don't know why specifically a graphic Because he Ahmed really liked your art. And he said, wow, he's really talented. He should get a job as a graphic designer. And I said, but he's not a graphic designer. He's a digital artist. Okay, you're making a distinction that's irrelevant to making money. His thing was all about you getting making, making money. Making money. So, something to uh, think about, ponder, and start learning Photoshop. The internet first. Like I said, you can always yeah. connect. You can go offline. You do not have, well, that I don't know why your computer cannot connect to the hotline. I don't know, and also Photoshop probably has some updates. Oh, no, they got plenty of updates. Yeah, they've got updates, and it probably won't even run without having that update or whatever. So, and no, I, I think, think it, I can no, 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 that's not, that's not how it works. With Photoshop, it will run the version that you have until it gets updated. It doesn't sit there and say, I can't do anything because I'm not updated. No. Because if your computer right now, if it's not connected to the internet, 
does not know it has an update. So it's just going to keep running what it has. And then when it gets to the internet, then it's going to be like, there's an update. Do you want to install it? Because there are plenty of people that say no. I don't want to take the chance that my up by updating, I lose some kind of functionality or things change. So leave it alone. Don't update right now. I'll keep working the way I am, and then I'll update sometime in the future. So there is that possibility. Kind of like my iPhone right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Yeah, there's an update for the iPhone, and it won't update one. It won't. It wouldn't update on cellular data. It needs to be connected to Wi-Fi. But every time I go to work. I forget to start the update because I want to use my phone while I'm in the classroom if I need to translate something or something like that. So, I, I might, maybe I'll just have to start taking my iPad and using it for stuff even though it's an iPad 1 and it's old it's as dirt. It's a 4. Still old as dirt. Jesus, please, man. It is old as dirt. And, and... Slower than the old lady walking down the street, pinched between moving traffic and parked cars. Blocking the other walkers. Okay. Alright. Before I jump into the, uh, the list, it's homecoming! Happy homecoming. I've seen lots of friends, uh, Tuskegee friends, that want to do the, the celebration of the homecoming and they can't go to homecoming because COVID. One of the friends said. Well, they can't go to homecoming because homecoming was canceled. Right, because COVID. Um, so the one said, you know, I'm just tempted to hold a tailgate at my house because she has a big property in the country. And uh, she said, but the public health nurse in me won't allow it. And then her mom came and she was like, nope, I'm sorry, you can't have friends over. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it's homecoming. I saw people are trying to do some, some mini band things for those of us in the band. Homecoming is kind of a big deal. And I think, um, I think this was supposed to be an alumni year. I can't remember now. Um, which means for Tuskegee, you know, a lot of alumni in the band come back, and there's no comeback, and people are not happy yes, about that. This would be an alumni year. So, <sighs> another COVID-19 tragedy, no homecoming. I think most of the black colleges, there's no homecomings this year. Corona strikes again. And now the U.S., they're starting to entertain and or face the fact that they might have to close down the schools again because people are getting, students are getting sick. Teachers are getting, getting sick. Tested and they're finding out that they have it, so that means then they have to shut down or quarantine that student and their teachers and all the students that came in contact with that student and the administration that came in contact with that student. And the teacher's depending family. Depending on where you are. And the teacher's family. I don't know if the teacher's family gets quarantined. Well, if they came in contact with the teacher. I don't know. I don't know if that means, I mean, that would mean that you'd have to have a significant amount of 
tracking to say, okay, you're a teacher, you went home, that means your child, I mean, I could see individuals making this decision, but I don't think the governments are making that decision, state governments. They're not saying, okay, because you got it, your husband, your daughter, your son, Whoever whatever, lives in your household. all of those people also can't go, and because if you did that, you'd basically create a web across an entire population where everybody would have to stay home. Yeah. Because everybody came in contact with everybody at some point. I mean, well, essentially, you'd have, what, two degrees of separation from everybody else, whatever? Our friend was telling me that um, in her school, I, we, I saw the, email, the original email sent from the school, and it said that there was a student that had tested positive, and they talked to the parents, and the parents uh, voted to keep the school open. A week later, there are now four staff members and six students who are positive. And instead of all of the parents now voting to keep it open, there are 60% of them that want to keep it, that want to close it and go virtual, and 40% that want to keep it in person. And they were struggling, like, do we do we close? With, the vote, no one was higher. Yeah, so they're going. Because they're, the 40% might pull their students. And, right, and so they're going online because now all the, the teachers, because they had enough teachers, everybody has to be in quarantine anyway. And our friend has already had COVID and so is her husband. And so now she's really scared that she's going to get it again. I was talking about that with my students. Oh, if you can hear the whirring thing back there, that's not us. That's our rocket ship taking off. That's <laughs> that's our washing machine spinning. Just so you know, just in case it's bothering you. You know, it does a pretty good job how loud it is. Does it a good job at what? Spinning out the water? Uh oh, okay. Does it do a good job of cleaning though? Sure. It just you just. I'm have really to... not sure it does. No. Okay. You know. No. Listen, the other night when we were leaving work. Some of the teachers came out of their classrooms and I was like, oh my God, have you heard of deodorant? I went into one classroom to answer a question for a teacher and the classroom, excuse me, the classroom was full of people and the smell when I opened the door, I was like, holy shit. We have to think that the, the students, even if they were that they, whatever smell good they had probably didn't last all day. Smell good? Yeah. There's a smell good? I don't know, maybe, but by the time they get to you at 7, 10 o'clock at night, then you're probably not going to smell Girl, She wasn't great. talking about... You were saying all of the... Not people. students. You were talking about teachers. Teachers. You said the classroom was full. And the smell came... When I opened the door, I don't think it was... The students. You do understand that the air conditioning is on. So, and then the person standing in the front of the room is getting hit, which is why I hate having the air conditioner on the way it is. But the the air conditioner literally blows on the teachers. We've been complaining all week that our necks hurt when we leave school. Like it, it feels Very almost stiff. like whiplash type uh, stiffness. Because you're being frozen. No. I don't know, but because I noticed it, yesterday. I don't know why. 
we had the air conditioner was on 26, 27 initially, and some of the students came in and said, can we turn it down a little bit? And we turned it to 23, and by two hours in, my neck was hurting so bad. The next group came in and said, can we turn it up? We put it on 25, it stayed there the whole class, and my neck stopped hurting by 10 o'clock, it wasn't as bad. Well, and I, it blows right on you. So you're being frozen in place. Maybe yeah. by an air conditioner. Maybe. I don't know. I. You came home one day and you could barely look up. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because, you know, because it hurts like from here to there. It's like this little bit and then a little bit like just, it's basically just there to there. So, and it's only on this side. And I don't know why that would be. It could be maybe the fact that I'm writing a lot more now, yeah. and I'm lifting my arm up, and it's creating a a shoulder neck thing, which is possible. I do like that the whiteboards are not so high that I can't write at the top of them. Yeah, I just don't like that the whiteboards move. Not yeah, there's not one that's fixed. No, no, there is. Where? Room three. There are room and room it's on a two. No, it's not. I was in there. Room three and or room four and room two. Well, room both two. have smaller boards attached to the wall. Okay. The other ones are all on the movie ones. On yeah, wheels. But in room. So you start writing and it rolls away from. You. In room four, when you write, the board moves because it's just hung up on little brackets. So it moves, it wiggles. Like wiggling is not like walking away from you as you're writing or I tipping away from you as you're yeah, writing. I don't have that when I write. Um, yeah. And I didn't know those words flipped over until the other day. I thought they did, but I thought it was the kind that unscrewed to let the, the thing down and then you could spin it and then you could screw it back to to keep it in place, mm. not that it was spring-loaded. I didn't, because I never, I had never tried it, but I tend to write on one side and then erase yeah, and then write, because it would it would basically just piss me off to keep flipping the board, and flip the board, and then when I flip it, I still gotta clean it all up. It's like, if I gotta do that, What's the point? I might as well just keep it on one side. Well, and, and my students, none of them take notes. Like, we all would take notes in a class. They just break out their phones and take a picture of the screen. Yeah, I, I've, I've had a, a mix. I think thing. the kind of older student does more writing, and the younger students, take the photos. One, they're the ones that are taking nothing but photos. But it's like you're bringing a notebook. Yeah. If you're bringing that. a notebook, the writing will help because some of their actual writing is really bad. Like in English, it's really, really bad. It's like not even the way I watched one of my students write a bunch of sentences, and just the way he was writing the letters was something that I had never seen before. Well, I talked about that this week. Every single one of my students, and I have a lot of them, has taken English in school, and they said they learned the grammar they learn writing and they learn reading but they are never allowed to speak the language okay. 
It doesn't. And that's why they're all there, is to learn to speak. I get that. But, but then we're being told to push the grammar and push the writing. But an I think we're being verbal. told to push grammar and speaking. So they speak correctly. Yeah. Because I don't have any, I have not heard anybody say that they want anybody doing a lot of writing. Oh. The problem with that is. I have it in, I have it in writing that they want writing. But the, the, the other side of that, well, because that's the thing they know the most. That's the easiest thing for them. Anyway. Um, it's to bring out your dead guy. Yeah, when you say that, what is it that the guy is actually wanting? Down there? The old, dead, recyclable things. Right. The people don't know that. You don't tell them that. You Have just you, keep saying to bring out the dead guy. You're not, you're not, no, no, no. They don't know what, they don't remember way back. And I don't think we even talked about that on the podcast because we weren't in a place where that guy was there when we started the podcast. I'm sure we have talked about this before. No, I don't think so. It was in Benchy. started in Benchy. And we weren't podcasting the pod in Benchy. So if anybody has ever seen the Holy Grail in the beginning. And if you're really old like Karen. Whatever, it's still out. It's still on Netflix. Um, there, in the beginning, there's a scene where somebody's walking through the streets with a cart and he's shouting, bring out your dead, bring out your dead. Well, when we were in Benchi, there was someone walking through the streets with a cart and whatever he was saying, saying was in that same cadence. Then we moved to a different part of China and the same thing happened. And we moved to a different part of China and the same yeah, thing Yeah, but happened. we didn't hear that guy in Sanchui. Um, they weren't coming they into, weren't the coming complex, into the complex, so but we weren't. Okay, birds, don't you dare come in here. <laughs> I had to run one away because he was like right there looking at me. He was on the ledge. Really? Yes. Yeah, one freaking stared me down. It was on the, the the rack that you put your clothes on out there, and it stopped. And I thought it was fake because I was like, "What is happening?" And I looked, and it was just like <laughs> pigeons. We have crows around here somewhere. I heard one the other morning that woke me up. Yeah. I heard pigeons at 7 o'clock this morning when I got up. A lot of pigeons. Did you make your goal of sleeping until 8? I think I didn't wake up today until like 8.30. Ooh, congratulations. And I'm very tired. It's exhausting working six days a week. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why any country today, because this is not a us working thing. This is a Egypt yeah. as a country thing. Yeah. This is their work week. Starting on Sunday, ending on Thursday. Well, yeah, starting on Sunday, ending on Thursday. But most, from what I saw, most people work six days a week, well, which doesn't make sense to me. I but was, Friday, people are off. Right. I was talking to my students and I have no students who work six days. Yeah, what did they say? The government took Saturday off. It was like a governmental worker. Well, yeah, so Friday and Saturday. In other words, they have a weekend. They have a, they yeah, have they're days. Friday and Saturdays so or their weekend. I have no students who work six days. So I don't know. I don't know who does, but apparently we do. And, um,. Hopefully he will find a way to create an actual schedule that makes sense for having five days a week, more teachers, 
um, and maybe a modified time thing because what we're doing now, it's not good for the teachers, it's not good for the students, it's actually not even good for the center itself. No. But this is where they are. And By the time I started my four o'clock class yesterday, I could barely function. I was so tired and just mentally exhausted. It took me a good 45, 50 minutes to actually get up to speed like where I would normally be teaching because I'm so stinking yeah, tired. I don't, I don't have that because once I start teaching, well, I, go, also, I go on a serious like kind of autopilot. Like I couldn't tell you what I did. Like today, I couldn't tell you what I did yesterday because I am that tired. But yeah. I, once I start teaching and talking to students and I'm doing the back and forth with them, I kind of go into a, a out of body experience yeah. and I just. Well, part of my problem was I was in a classroom I'd never been in before and I couldn't figure out how to get the sound to work because the computer wasn't loud enough for the listening portions. And then when I asked, hey, do we have speakers? I was told, oh, just make it go through the TV. But then when I turned on the TV, it wasn't. It wasn't doing the thing, so the sound was coming out of the TV. You have an HDMI cable. Yeah, it wasn't coming out. The sound wasn't... Did you it, go into your sound preferences? I did all of that stuff. We ended up having to restart the computer. With it plugged in first. With it plugged in first, and then it worked. Hello, Windows. But then, uh, it that was 30 minutes of my class, and then the owner came in and spoke to the class for another 20 minutes. So that's 15 minutes of my class wasted. Well, see, the technical side of that, if we were able to go into the rooms and prepare the space yeah. prior to class beginning, well, then... Um, I would have known that you would, Yeah, you would have been able to troubleshoot and all that kind of stuff. And get it all done prior to, uh, you know, the class walking in. So then that would have been alleviated. Uh, that, I, I, I'm leaning towards not bringing up anything, but the, the stuff like that, having time to go into a classroom, all of these things could literally be fixed by putting the same amount of chairs in all the rooms and then putting people in rooms and then right. just say, here's your room for today. Right. And then that's just where all of your classes meet. That way you could have everything set up before you started, you know, 15, 20 minutes before they start like you would in a normal place. And then all of you, you, you know, like every class, it's already set up and ready to go for however you're, you're teaching and whatever you're doing. But I, I... I am basically not going to be offering up free advice to this company. Well, I think that one of the things that you suggested they tried they tried to implement was letting us know which room we are in based on the schedule and not who's not in a room at that moment. And that works sometimes, but 
they have, uh, like yesterday and Monday, right? It's Monday, Thursday. Um, they have your. I'm going to be in this room at this time, and Aaron's going to be in this in this room at this time. But then Aaron goes to start his class, and his room is occupied, so he takes the empty class. But his class is from two to five, and my class is four to seven. And now he's in the room I'm supposed to be in. And then and, you end up back in the room that I, I'm supposed to go in at five. Right, and then it's just. And so yesterday, I didn't know, do I stay in this room? Do I have to go find another space? So I packed up all of my things, get ready to head out of the room, and here come my students coming into the room. Oh, we're in here today, and I was like. It's like, it's like having a schedule does not mean being on a schedule. Right. It's still being run like fly by the seat of your pants, she happens to be in the room at the moment, so go there. And I asked them yesterday to, can the schedule be updated? Because I thought the reason why this is getting all off is because one teacher is changed the schedule of their class, thus throwing everything off for Mondays and Thursdays. Right, they changed the schedule of the but class, they, but didn't let any of, didn't update the time with but the they front didn't, desk. No, no, no. They didn't tell us that this was a permanent change. Right. I thought it was just that day. Me too. So I then I know. was sitting there waiting to go in, waiting for that class to end. And then finally I asked, I was like, because my class was supposed to start. I asked, because um, all the students came in because the schedule said, go into that room. All the students start going in the room and he's like, no, the, I'm, I'm in this room. It's like, and he says, I changed the class. It's like, Oh, well, it'd have been really nice to know if you, because the schedule has been changed twice since the first schedule came out, but that change was never on there. No. And the person changing the schedule is the person that changed the class. Yeah. So, hello. You know, it seemed like you would make the change in the schedule so everybody could see it and then they could redo the rooms and say, okay, instead of you being in this room, just use the room next door and then Karen can come in that room. It's like, okay. All we need to do is know. Yeah. And I think that's... It's just that's, a simple thing. Communication. And right now that's... I, I went off on that a little bit yesterday because I woke up to a message saying, uh, your students in this level are asking for these things. And, you know, you can do them with just a little preparation. And I... Like not, you're not coming to class prepared. Right. And I didn't respond... Because in, in WhatsApp, you can see if the person has seen your message. I don't need to respond. So I didn't respond, and so he sought me out at school and asked, you know, reiterated what he said, even though I said, I read your message, I understand, I got it. And so he wants to, you know, go into this big, long thing. And I just looked at him and I said, I'm going to stop you here. If expectations would have been communicated previously... This would have never been a concern. But you handed me the book and said, go teach the class, and never gave me the expectations. All this all boils down to is communication. This is what we're trying to teach the students to do, is to be able to effectively communicate. But you aren't communicating prior to there being an issue. So that's number four on the list. And I see. 
seems like this is a universal issue. Why is communication such a hard thing to get by English speakers in other countries? Because this is not just here. This happened in China and Thailand and Mexico and here. People that do speak English are still not using the English that they know to effectively communicate with the native English speakers that they have working for them. And the, ex the expectation is that they're just going to know it. Everywhere we've been, that has been true of those people that speak English. Now, I get 100% that the person who speaks Mandarin but does not speak English, they're not going to be trying to tell you anything. I'm okay with that. I wouldn't understand. Okay? But all of the people that speak English, it seems like the native speaker would be top of their mind because they're the ones that have to communicate to them. So if it's something that is unclear for them, it seems like they would need to get clarity so that then they could transfer that information over to the native English speaker. But we consistently are the last to know anything and then but we're supposed to, we're expected to have been told. It, that happens all the time. And it's now, it's now becoming like something that's getting under my skin to the point where it's just like, okay, well then I'm just never gonna, I'm never gonna think about what you're doing. I'm never gonna think about what's going on. It's just like yesterday, there was this big long message for the people that work at the, at the center, the clinic, the people that work there, there's this big long message, audio message, in Arabic. Oh. And it was just like, okay, um... Why did they even see that? Why, why did this go out to everybody when everybody can't understand it? And so then I asked, is this something I need to know? And it was like, no, this was only for these two departments. It's like, then why did you send it to everybody then? And... It's not just for those two departments. It's just for the Arab speaker. And that just creates an environment, uh, uh, the beginnings of that hostile work environment where it's us versus them, which we saw in China, in Thailand, in Mexico, where we, we are the official right people and they are the officially wrong people and then we're gonna always know what's happening and what's going on and be abreast of everything and those people won't and that will always keep them being wrong. You're gonna always be wrong in that situation and that's what they're creating now. I can tell you now, it's a terrible way to keep foreign staff. Because as soon as you start down that road, no one is thinking we need to get them updated. We need to get them, make sure that they know what's going on. Right. If you're, and it doesn't matter if you put an English speaking person uh, at the a higher management position, because if you don't tell them, then they can't pass it along either. So we're just back to China. I, I think this is <laughs> this is just the 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 way. Businesses that have not had 
experiences with foreigners a lot, how they deal with, and, and trust me, it happens in places where they have had lots of foreigners, but the ones that don't, they, they, they literally don't know what they don't know. And they don't try to know. And they don't try to find out anything outside of what they know, which is number one on my list. Egyptians and people that have been in Egypt for a while, people that have been in Egypt for a while as non-Egyptians, have no tolerance for anything different than what they know or have been doing. They also do not want to learn why you do what you do, just that you are not doing it their way. And then I ask the question, where is the tolerance and understanding in Egypt? Because I know it's not in China, and I know it's pretty much not in Thailand. They just let you do it, but they don't accept it. They don't see it as a way of life that is viable. Maybe it's a... I don't understand this thing that you do something with, with a positive intent. But because you didn't do it the way that they do it, you get a negative response from them. But they never ask you or try to find out like why you did what you did. They just keep telling you, here in Egypt we do this. It's like, that's nice. But I didn't know that. Right. So how could I do that if I didn't know that here in Egypt that's what you do? I think they forget. I think that the people we've been interacting with forget that one, we have an extensive amount of experience in many different countries, and two, that we've only been here for a few weeks and we only deal with them, so we aren't going to know the norms here. Even if you even if you did deal with other people, it doesn't guarantee that you know all of the cultural norms for the entire culture. Right, and and they sh and I don't know that it's appropriate for them to continue to say here in Egypt we blah 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 when it's clearly just here in their in their environment because it may be totally different in other parts of the country. It may Could be. be totally different in, you know, a different uh, business. It may be totally different with another set of people. But here in Egypt, this is what they do. Or right. this is what they don't do. And instead of, you know, we, we are, we try to be very respectful about, you know, learning about the culture and find, in, in putting those things into practice. But for them to constantly put this blanket statement here in Egypt, we blah, 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 when really it should be here in this, this business, we do. No, I'm not talking about business things. I'm talking about actual cultural things. I like for example, yesterday that. I went, let's see, when we had the meeting, uh -huh. Wednesday, yep. We had one person talking, then another person kept jumping in and talking over them, which made it very confusing to understand what the person was actually saying and what they were talking about. So I asked the person to stop talking so that I could hear what the person was saying because I was getting 
two different pieces of information coming literally on both sides of my head, super confusing, did not know what anybody was saying because there's still a, langu a bit of a, uh, a, a language barrier because of pronunciation. So it was like, I just need the one voice. I can't have the two voices going at the same time. The person got angry and ran out. So now I'm trying to steer clear of this individual. Okay? And I, I come down. Have to steer clear. No, no, because I have to steer. No, I have to steer clear of them. They're they're hiding from everyone at this. Like point. I said, I have to steer clear because as soon as they open their mouth, uh -huh. they're going to say something that's going to set me off. Yeah. So it's better that I stay away from them. But so that was my intent: stay away from this person. But I come downstairs. I have to ask them because I looked and saw all of the women all at the desk. Okay, so they're in this little kind of a huddle, and she, the one that is upset with me, sensitive. she's the one talking in the huddle. Oh. Okay, so I start coming down the stairs. Now, I, may, I look, and I see what's going on. I need the information, and it was like, do I go, or do I just go back upstairs and just go without it? That was my decision. So I decided I need the information now. Quietly, just get the one person that I need to talk to and just kind of ask my thing and then go. So I go down there and I don't want to disturb anything. I don't want to make anybody angry. I'm trying not to do anything. And so I saw the person say, can you come here for a second? Most of us realize that that's not a negative thing. No. It was. Why? The entire conversation stopped. The one of the people down there got real angry with me and started, why did you do that? We don't do that in Egypt. What are you doing? And I was like, what are you talking about? I just needed to ask her a question. Well, we don't do this in Egypt. That means like slave. That means like uh, subordinate. Uh, you're, you're over there. What the fuck are you talking about? It's like not even a thing that I literally was trying uh, all I could to not be a disturbance. And the, you're telling me that, can you come here for a second? Quietly, it was this thing? That's the bad thing? And then I got told, no, you just interrupt and you just talk and blah, blah. But that, that's rude. So then you have these two ideas clashing and I still lose. I still lose in the in the exchange because for them they do it one way, my way is automatically wrong and there's no middle ground. So it's like what am I supposed to do with this? So then, you know, coming into work every day is just going to be like fuck. Really? Who do you talk to? I told somebody else that the other day. It's like, I can't talk to anybody here. You can talk to me. Really? I'm, I'm a manager now. Right? Most of us, most of us, most times we are not even, like one of us is teaching and the other one is not. Or both of us are teaching. There's very few times where both of us are not teaching and we're there. Okay. Maybe Sundays and Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> when I have to teach at five and you have to teach at seven. Right. 
But yeah, it, it's just like, they, I don't think they understand that that is how hostile work environments begin. And they don't care. Because for them, it's not hostile. For them, it's just okay. Because it, they can relate to each other based on a, an understanding of cultural norms. But they're not willing to give you any good information so that you can navigate that. All you get is vitriol. You know? And so it's just like, okay, I'll just go to work and that's all I'll do. And it's usually, it's so funny. Usually that feeling for me is months in. It's no. not weeks. It's not like two weeks it's not, in. It's not, the, it's not the first week. And, and we, I was feeling that the first week. You were feeling that the first week. Because. And we've worked in a lot of places in a lot of countries. Usually what I've encountered is the people are trying very hard to make you feel comfortable in those first few weeks. Yeah. Now they're going to slip into all these other behaviors. But the first few weeks are like trying really hard. I mean, anything and everything that they, you know, to try to get you in and try to, you know, slip little pieces of information to you or whatever, you know, like don't snap your fingers to the students or whatever. They, they try to, you know, do that little stuff. This place has done none of that. All they've done is in throw you in the deep end yeah. and then keep yelling at you that in Egypt people can swim. Even when we worked in Benshi, before we started taking or teaching the classes, we were asked to go and observe how the classes were run at least two or three different No, no, no. Teachers. They wanted us to do that. Why didn't they say that? They did say that. To whom? They were like, you can come in and watch my class. And I was just like, no, thank you. I did not want to do that. They I wasn't. Wanted, I didn't when we that. were that whole first week, we could have been doing that. Did you want to do that? I could not. I mean, come on. No. That wouldn't have given us the information we needed anyway, though, because what we need to know is how many classes for each type of class. Yeah, we needed the we needed logistics to know, of it. Yeah, we needed to know how they did what they did, not watching them try to teach. Because if I'm going to sit in your class and watch you teach, I'm going to be critiquing your ability to teach. I'm still not learning how to navigate the world of this particular business and how they meet out education for their students. That doesn't tell me any of that. That needs to happen in a meeting. People have to tell you, yeah. this is what we do, this is how we do it. Not, I come, I'm, I'm in my classes and all of a sudden, um, somebody comes in and says, next class you have to give a test. Yeah, And, and it's I like, wait a minute, I'm on, I just finished two. There's four chapters. I just finished two. And you're saying next class I have to have a test. Why? It's like, because there's only five things. Why? Why is there only five things if the first class I wasn't supposed to teach? Which we had just been told. So we're not supposed to teach the first class. Then the second class would be one. And I keep doing this counting thing, trying to show them the hypocrisy of what they've been telling us. And then they say, at the end of all that stuff, but here we only do five classes. So all that shit you just said is 100% irrelevant. It doesn't matter that what you're saying is right. What matters is we only do five classes. So then you end up with a class where you're teaching two complete lessons and trying to rush through it because they didn't make it clear 
that they wanted you to compress the classes because the first class you're supposed to do this now new thing that they weren't doing and that everybody doesn't even know about yet. And but the teachers have been told it. So this is back to communication again. So I I'm I'm just like just give me the facts, just tell me what I need to do, then I'll do it. Because I asked one person, are there tests made up for these things? I've asked that many times. I've gotten no from one person, I've gotten yes from another person, I've gotten no from another person. So then when I asked our new manager, are there tests for these things? And they said, yes. It's like, then why do people keep telling me no? It's like, how is it that you all have been here, but all of you don't know? And I, the people I was asking were the people that I have to go to to get it printed out. Oh, I got one better for you. I asked the new manager because I have a class that told me they were supposed to be having an exam soon. And so I asked the new manager, is this, does this class have an exam already prepared so that I can review with them because I wasn't here for the first few sessions, somebody else taught it, and they skipped around the book. And they said, oh, I'll find out. Instead of finding out, the new manager just said, oh, they haven't taken any exams yet. And like, I know this is gonna be the fifth class. They're telling me they have to take an exam. It's this level. I've now told this person it's this level three or four times. At no point did that the new manager tell me that this particular level doesn't get midway exam. They get one cumulative exam at the end of three months. But for some reason, the students think they need an exam at the fifth lesson, the fifth class. It wasn't until I spoke to the owner and asked the same question that he explained it to me. You can give them quizzes anytime you want, but they have a cumulative exam at the end of three months. And I looked at him and I said, you just made somebody a new manager and he can't tell me that? He wanted to go into some big long lesson about something I don't understand because I can't understand the words coming from his mouth. But you made somebody a manager that doesn't even know your program. Well, that was the thing that I said, was that it seems like all of the teachers are all doing their own thing. Yeah. Each teacher has their own thing, and then we come in, and that's why we're getting many different versions of answers, because depending on who you ask, the answer is going to be different. But we were told that's exactly what he wanted to stop. Yeah. Was this idea of everybody doing their own thing. And, but nothing has been done to stop it. Nothing has been done to bring together what people are doing and give a clear, coherent way of this is how we're going to operate in this center, which can only come from the top. It can't come from anybody else because a teacher can't tell another teacher how they should or shouldn't uh, behave in their classroom. It's got to come from their manager or the owner or somebody else. But nobody is doing that work. Um, so it's like you're going to keep having multiple versions. And I'm not talking about like 
how you teach superlatives. I'm talking about how many classes there are and how many weeks that the students are going to be there coming to class and all of that kind of stuff. The, the nuts and bolts, the logistics of having classes coming in and out, you know. I mean, we're still, they, he, we're still essentially hashing out what time you're supposed to start class. Because I always thought that if class starts at 7, class should start at 7. Right, that door closes Imagine and, that. and the teacher starts talking. And we're being told other things. Like, not 7, but some other time, you know. And when we first started, end time was one thing, and now it's something else. And it's like it keeps changing, and everybody keeps saying, but I do, I do, I do. It's like, but you're not supposed to be doing this on your own. This should be set in stone because somebody's got to be in your classroom. You're going to be there and most likely get up and leave, and somebody else and a whole other class is going to come in that room. So we all have to be on the same page with start and stop times. Anyway. So number two of my things was, I hate being wrong in all things due to not being told. Number three. I hate when people say they want this, quote unquote, this thing, but really only want something else. And it's not what they told me. Most of this gets down to communication. Um, and my number five on here was, and you guys can talk about this, you've already sort of answered it. Is this China all over again, just less developed? Oh, okay, so part of this learning about the culture thing that I do in the classroom, I ask a load of questions. Which I'm sure you're going to have to stop at some point. Why? Yeah, because that's going to make everybody upset. I'm sure somebody is going to complain about that. They're going to be offended. I'm pretty positive that that's going to be a bone of contention for the management at this place. Okay. I'm just... Does that happen to you, like five? What? That situation where you're doing something Well, that was mostly in Mexico. So but that was because of Mexicans. There's a there's a woman in one of my classes that's engaged, and so we were talking about uh, cultural traditions here and things that you have to do in order to get married. And um, a lot of their customs are very similar to China, if not exactly the same as China. Like paying the dowry and the, the, the man has to purchase a home and furnish the home before they can get married. and There's just a lot of things that are very similar or the same. And so... Keep talking. I'm going to go in this chair. We were talking uh, one day about um, holidays. And... In the book, it gives all these holidays. They're Western holidays, like Christmas and Easter and Valentine's. And so I'm asking the, the students, like, you know, what do you do for these days? Do you celebrate them? How do you celebrate them? And we get to Santa Claus. 
it's in the in one of the things. And so they're asking me questions about Santa Claus. Why why do we teach our children about Santa Claus? And I said it started like most parents start out with Santa Claus as trying to keep the magic and mystery of the holiday. I said, but what it ends up turning into is a tool of manipulation. If you don't do these things, Santa won't bring you that toy you wanted. And so they were telling me that their parents have something that they do here too. Like if you don't behave, I'm gonna send you to the rat's room. And they think that there's a room somewhere where they send naughty children or terrible children that's a room full of rats and it's dark and they just put these children there overnight. And I asked them, I'm like, did all of your parents tell you this? And for three classes, all of their parents had told them that. Three groups of students, all of their parents had told them that. Only one group had like two students who were like, no, my parents never did that. The other thing they were telling me was that um, if you don't go to bed on time, there will be a witch that comes and eats you. That's got to be hell. What? Well, yeah, Soul and Gretel, right? There's That's a witch that eats that children. Works, but they, but she lures them in. Not she rolls up on you and starts gnawing on you. <laughs> so then, Get in my belly. No. The third thing was we were talking about. Or no, this was still the tradition stuff, like the the things parents tell kids. And they were saying that if you don't finish your food, say there's a dish that you don't like, and and you, you know the kids say I don't want to eat it, the parents will tell them that your uneaten food will follow you around on Judgment Day. And so I said like you'll have to eat it on Judgment Day. And the one girl said I don't know, but when I was a child. I always pictured a plate of the food chasing me around the Hall of Judgment. Like, it was gonna attack me because I didn't eat it. I, and it's so weird. It, it, it's their culture, but I mean, it's those types of things that I really enjoy about teaching in new places. They wanted to know the things that our parents tell us and you know, it was a cultural exchange. Fairy. The Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, the Boogie Man. I still you know. don't get this plate of food. If it's just following you while you're trying to explain thing, then you can follow me all the while. I'm we not were, eating Brussels sprouts. We were laughing so hard. The whole one girl like couldn't catch her breath. She had tears, and there. And I said, did, "Did all your parents tell you this?" In all the classes, I asked. The only two students who didn't get told about the rats room were the only ones who weren't told about the judgment, the food family judgment day. The rest of them, everybody had been told the same thing. Yeah, I don't live with, with teachers because I was like, what about Santa Claus? And they're like, well, <laughs> you mean Saint Nicholas. Listen, when you were four and you were in preschool, all the kids believed in Santa Claus, and you took it upon yourself to try to educate them about Santa Claus. Because it was being lied to. And so the teacher called, and she's like, Karen, can you do something? Because the I got upset parents and upset grandparents. Well, maybe you shouldn't lie to your kids then. You got crying children. 
And so when I picked Aaron up from school, I had to say, listen, people can believe whatever they want to believe. It's not your job to tell them what their, that their beliefs are wrong. You can just look at them and say, okay, that's all right. And of course, my then four-year-old went off on this rant about how grown-ups shouldn't lie to children, that's not nice, it's not respectful, blah, 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 blah. Rant started at four. So, it's, even now, like, I ask the, the students, like, will you tell your children these things? We always ask this. Like, even in China, when we had students who would tell us crazy stuff, I'll, I would ask, are you going to keep doing the things that you didn't like? And it's not just things that they're told. It's all of their... Their behaviors. It's the things that they recognized as being negative. That's what I would focus on. So you say you don't like this thing. Then when you have children, are you going to do it? Basically asking, are you going to succumb to societal pressure to keep it going? Right. Now, I only have one student with children, and he says they don't do these things. But he's also the child, he's the one, one of the ones, that didn't know, didn't get told about the rat's room, and he didn't get told about the uneaten food on Judgment Day or the witches. But he did, but then... So, but he know he knew about them. But he's the only one with children. He's the only one with children, and he said, we don't do that. So what did everybody else say when you said, would you do it? It made them stop, like... The one girl who was crying, she's like, I never thought about not doing it because it's just a part of how we we do it. I said, but did you like it? And she's like, no, it petrified me. I had nightmares. I was afraid to go to sleep at night thinking the witch was going to come and get me. But isn't that the point? Yeah. But the witch was supposed to make sure if you didn't go to bed, then the witch was going to come and get you. But now she's afraid to go to sleep because she thinks the witch is going to come and get her. And I, and but so, her ass was in bed, though. Right. And I said, so... Isn't that the point? Will you do this to your children? And she's like, I don't think I will. But remember, we, we used... People used to say that... What was it? Dangling your feet off the bed. Something's going to reach out from under the bed. And grab oh, your yeah. Feet. That was... I mean, that... We've... Our culture has stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. There's something in the closet. That. That's why you need to go to sleep. You know, and then... Then the child is scared, and we so then you have to check the closet every night and say, no, nothing's in there, kind of we thing. We came up with monster spray for that. The right. lavender and the lavender oil and water, and the kids could spray it in their room to keep the monsters away. I mean... And then the lavender water makes them fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, that's that idea of controlling people through misinformation, I it's, think that's just universal. It's, yeah, it's, it's global. Yeah. Alright, so let's move away from the school stuff. Because I Okay, before we do, I got one more thing. Okay. Teaching students to give their opinions while biting your tongue most of the day. Is this expat life? Yes. Uh-huh. And I have not I have not felt this the way I have in the two weeks we've been here. Based on all the other stuff that we were talking about earlier, it's like I don't feel comfortable giving my opinion to anyone 
in this environment. Yeah. So that's gonna and be I think that's, that's gonna be really interesting because they will ask, and I used to have a rule that I wouldn't give my opinion because most people don't want to hear my opinion. So that's not true. Oh, it's true. Um, they ask for it and then they get upset. Right. Most well, people don't, do true. not want to hear my opinion about things, but they ask. And I used to, I used to just give my opinion at one time, um, like in high school and when I first got to Tuskegee in the 90s, I would just give my opinion about things, which would then make people angry. So then I said, okay, I will not give my opinion, and I've been living life by this since then, I'm not gonna give my opinion unless someone asks for my opinion. And so when people ask my opinion, then I feel, or felt, prior to a couple weeks ago, I felt then that was my license to give my honest opinion because I tend to try to be honest most of the time, um, to give my opinion, and then they just have to deal with it because they asked for it. I don't feel that here at all. I feel that you can't give your opinion. So, even if they ask for it, I'm now telling people, I do have an opinion, I do have thoughts on that, but I'm not gonna tell you. Because I don't want it to seem like he just has no, he doesn't think about anything. It's like, no, 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 I've thought about it. I've thought about it a lot. I have lots of ideas and opinions. I'm just not going to express them. Because I can't. So. That's where I'm at now, after just a couple weeks here in Egypt. All right, what you got? Okay, so I had a parenting question. Should parents apologize to their children every time they are wrong? Or was this? This is new. Did you bring this up another day or something? Because I, I remember you talking about this. Yeah, but we haven't talked okay. about it. Okay, so it wasn't on the podcast. Well, should parents apologize to their children every time they are wrong? Okay, one, I don't think anybody needs to apologize to anybody if for being wrong. If you're wrong. Just being wrong, you can just express that you are wrong. But you don't have to apologize for being wrong. That's first. That's like saying, you ask me, are there carrots in the fridge? And I say yes, and you go look in their arms. Should I say, oh, I'm sorry? Yeah, no. What? For being oh, wrong. They're, they're I don't there. think anybody needs to apologize for being wrong. Like, what would you be apologizing for? Sorry. The fact I that didn't you didn't the know it. Right, you didn't know, so know. you were wrong, and then you got to, well, you're going to go, what? I don't what, know. What if you, brought this up? I mean, what if, what if you tried to spell a word? I don't think you're you're thinking of every like every time. Yes, okay. that's what I'm thinking. And, of. and I, from the conversation that happened, it was the bigger things like uh, a parent. The child says the teacher doesn't like me. The teacher's mistreating me, and the parent says that's just not true. And then the parent finds out that is exactly what's happening. Should the parent then apologize to the, the yeah, child for not believing her? They weren't being wrong. They were discounting the feelings of their child. Yeah, that's a, that's a like, different thing. And that's what they should be apologizing yeah, for. Yeah, that's not being wrong, though. That's I not mean, having it, the information. Because what if the teacher did feel that way? 
well, the mother saw that the child was correct she, because, you know, online school. But how would, the, how would the parent know that the teacher did not feel that way? They wouldn't. They were just making it up. Because they didn't ask right, the teacher. Right, they, they, right. Hadn't, they didn't they have the information. They just made that assumption. I mean, it, it could be something completely Like, for example, is ocean water blue? Sometimes. And some... It's never blue. It's never blue. Water's never blue. It's always clear. It's I'm sorry, water. There's stuff in the water that's no, 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 turning that's, blue that's No, no, blue. no. The water's not being turned blue. The stuff in the water is blue. And the light is reflecting off of the blue thing, making the water appear blue. But it's the water's always clear. Yeah. You're trying to say that if I have a handful of water and it's got a bunch of pieces of plastic in it, it's plastic colored? Water? No, it's got plastic in it. What do you think on a even in a rain on in red tide the water doesn't change color? It's got red stuff in the water. Anyway, and if it gets super cloudy, then the water's not blue anymore. It's gray. So I don't remember what I was talking about now. Apologizing to children. I don't remember my point because you. Different colored water. water. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you put a tablet in the water, it changes the water. No, it does not. So if I hold the water in my hand out of the out of the thing, There's, and the there water there are is other blue. things in the water that are blue. But you, they could be dissolved, but yeah. those solids are in the water. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That the color is not coming from the water; it's coming from the thing dissolved in the water. Anyway, I said that parents should apologize when they have been disregarding, when they have been uh, flippant. But if I say uh, there's a golden pygmy sloth, I'm not going to apologize to Aaron because I, <laughs> I mixed up some animals and came up with a new name. You didn't mix it. I know, but you straight up. So then, okay, I, I, I guess I don't really get I mean, that's this. clearly I, it's I wrong. I think your question is, should parents apologize to their children? Period. And if I would say they should apologize to their children if they deem it necessary to apologize. They're like right. any situation. So right. if I would apologize to an adult in this situation, I should apologize to my child in this situation. Right. In other words, the situation is the reason for my apology. Not who I said it to. Yeah. The age of the person that I yeah. said it to. And I think that's where uh, the parents in the in this conversation, a lot of them are like, hell no. You don't need to apologize to a child. They're a child. But that's where they, they make their missteps because they don't treat their children as people. And then they wonder why their children don't act like people. Haven't we done this before? We have, we have done that before. Recently. Before we left the state, children are people conversation. I mean, it's just it's just a a difference in thinking about how should adults relate to children, and we are of the mind that you should be modeling the behavior that you want your child to take on as an adult when they're children. So you should be doing those things that you think is important for them to do. But that's a teacher's stance. That's not a parent's stance. Most parents 
do not believe that is true. Well, and they don't model good behavior for their kids. No. Someone also asked uh, in the same context, oh, all of you who are saying yes, you should apologize to your, to your children. Are you the same parents who allow your child to sit there and listen to adult conversation? Okay, that's a different thing. And I that said- That is a different thing. I don't have a problem with my children sitting in a space listening to adults have conversations because it's modeling how my children are going to communicate as adults. But you also then have the, see that's what I'm saying, teachers are going to think about this differently because we're seeing it as, now you're seeing an example of how people, how adults have conversations and the topics that they talk about and how they go back and forth in this space of having a, maybe a, let's say an informal conversation, because most people would not be worried about a child hearing informal conversations. Right. So an informal conversation. Now, when that conversation is over, and if you just leave that child alone and you never revisit it, then you didn't help that child. Right. Because they still didn't understand what was going on and why the choices that were made were being made in the moment. Yeah. So then it becomes now a teachable moment where you can go back to the child and when the child that should feel that they can ask you, they start to bring up, oh, well, you said this thing when you were talking to so-and-so. What did that mean? How did that? And then you can have the further conversation with the child about that time and then they can get more out of it. If you live in a world like I did, where parents don't talk to their kids, then you damn sure don't want that child having any of that information that those adults were going to talk about. Hence, get your ass out of the room, go to bed, go somewhere else, be somewhere else, because you can't be in this space because no one is coming to explain it to you. Well, and I grew up, we both grew up like that. Like, I wasn't allowed to stay around my parents when their friends were around that was just not culturally done you know go somewhere go play go do something else but when I was with my grandparents it was perfectly acceptable for me to not only listen to their conversation but to then ask questions or how old were you then young how old like were maybe you three four five years old I was with allowed your grandparents yeah. I thought you were with your grandparents later on in life. I moved in with my grandparents when I was the day before I turned 17. Right. But I spent a lot of time with my grandparents and their friends. I would go to breakfast with them. I'd go to lunch. I'd go to dinner. We, I'd spend weekends. I'd always have a week in the summertime where I could go and stay with them. So I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. And I was never, ever told I couldn't participate in a conversation or sit in the same room as a conversation was happening. It just wasn't done. But you know, I guess that's the other thing is what kind of conversation are you having having that can't be heard by children? Right. Like you can you can have a child in the room and you could talk about some of the the most raunchy adult content that you want to, but it's the way that you say it uh -huh. that then the child would not understand. Yep. Like they don't get it. They're not going to understand. It's like the the hidden jokes that are inside of like Disney films that that adults watch and just bust out laughing. The child is looking at them like, whoa, that wasn't funny. 
you know, but they, they didn't get it. And then when they become adults and they watch those things again, they're like, oh. Like the Holy that's Grail. That's what he was talking about. When two watched the Holy Grail the first time, he was six. And the only joke he got was she has huge tracts of land. But now he went back again a few years ago and watched it, and he was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it was, it was really funny because I got all the jokes, and then I watched it again, and it wasn't funny anymore. But the first time he watched it, as an, a, an older person, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mean, like watching that's... Friends. You guys had watched every single episode of Friends countless times to the point where you could quote them at seven and nine. But now you watch it at 18 and 16 and you laugh a lot more. You understand so much more. But that's growth. I mean, but I, I guess you got to ask yourself, what what is the importance of having the child there? And what is it that the child is going to take away from it? And how are you going to address it as a parent? I mean, basically, everybody wants to say the parents are the first educators of their children, but then not put the responsibility on the parents to be the educators of their children. It, it's your job. If it's your yep. job, then why why are you not able to do it well? Why do they have to leave the room for you to have a conversation? It sounds like you can't communicate in a way that is adult, but still inaccessible by that child. Yeah. You know? Maybe you, that's a thing that you need to work on. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else on your list? Uh, oh no. I have one more. I thing. am I am done with my list and many other things. So um, this week I read an article about a small town in Utah, and they are making pride flags political speech. So every year. They have the Pride Festival in this little small town, and the flags are hung throughout the entire town. Now the city council has passed a law or a rule saying that uh, all banners of that uh, all banners have to go through them first, and anything that represents political speech are forbidden. Okay, what town is this? It's a town in Utah, a small town oh, in Utah. Utah. So about Utah? the the article was was saying since when did pride become political speech? I don't think that's the question. Why did this symbol become political right. speech? Right. Why and is it political? Honestly, it always was political. <laughs> it was always a political symbol. Why is it being deemed as something that needs to be controlled now? Right. That's the difference because it was always political. I mean, every flag is political. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no reason to have a flag if it's not going to be political. It's just colors then. So why now? Why is this happening now? That's what What's your point? What, what? Okay. Well, my thing was, our pride flags political speech. They've always been political speech. Just taking taking the stance that this is something that you should have pride in was political. <laughs> it's always been political. If you think that, if you think, oh no, oh no, 
Oh, sadness. The, the gimbal has done the call. The gimbal has, 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 has given up the ghost. Oh, my gosh. Let's see what happened to the gimbal. It's very sad when a gimbal turns off unexpectedly. It's a good... It's a little, it's a little droopy. Was it not being charged? Well, I plugged it in to charge, but I wonder if it... If your computer isn't open, does it charge? Yeah, it does. Wow. That was wow. Sad. That was a sad little slow-mo. Oh, I, I think I know why it's doing this. Why? I think I understand why. Because I didn't have my my handy-dandy weight on the side over here, and I had it plugged in. Woke up. Okay. And it's still recording. Excellent. Well, that's interesting. Amazing footage. Will be. Yay, Gimbal. We would be that. happy to be sponsored by Gimbal. Oh, God. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's not. That's not. We could be sponsored. Gimbal's was a store, though. But did it sell Gimbal's? What is the brand? It's beginning to look a lot like Gimbal's. <laughs> what is the brand of your gimbal? It's a Juin. Alright. What's the, the Crane 3? That you can strap your... Look man, your red camera too? Yeah. On the back of your truck? Uh -huh. While it's running down the street at 50 miles an hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to get a good gimbal, but I was noticing that, um... That's okay. No, 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 I'm talking about for my DSLR, oh, for, for, for Cam 1 over there, not for Cam 2 over here, or Gimbal 1, as it's now being called. Because um, this one is only for cell phones, but I can't fly the, the, the DSLR on anything. Now, if I could get a gimbal for it, that's even that style. Stick style, straight up and down, gimbal on top, well, those are now nice and cheap. Oh yeah. Because the ones that are made for my camera that work with my camera are just as old as my camera. So I might be able to find one like on eBay or something. Yeah, I could find one really, really cheap. The new ones that work with the new cameras, they're just sexy. Because they're not just like a stick and then the gimbal body parts are top. They're like bent and they can, you can turn on under, yeah, you can do stuff with them, yeah, yeah, and you can throw a freaking red camera on these bad boys, oh or, a, like oh you can, yeah. You can run through a hallway oh doing, doing ninja moves and it'll stay completely still. <laughs> you missed the thing from this morning. Oh my god. So, so, so we, we, we always watch the Shinlin when he pops up on the Instagram. Don't always. Oh, I watch him every time. I just get I, I watch Lin. it. It's Shin Lim, man. I'm upset because the man is a demon. He, Shin Lim was one of the. He is a demon. Shin Lim is one of the people that that was able to fool Penn and Teller. Shin Lim is awesome. So you watch Shin Lim. So the the camera was on Shin Lim. He did a trick. Uh, then the camera pans over and it's the dude and he's oh sitting there yes. and all of a sudden he Shut does up. the he does the trick and goes oh my. <laughs> Almost like tipped out of my chair, like oh hell no, you can't, you can't, you can't have, both you can't the same have that happening first thing in the morning. 
Because, I, oh, it was so funny. What's this? Just... The Oh My Guy. What's his name? Jackie Chan. Is that it? I think so. I don't remember. I, I, I just subscribed to him on, on Instagram. Oh, it's so funny because it was just like, first, you see a trick that is like, Literally feeling impossible. Yeah. Like, why do you even Here, do that? Take a coin. <laughs> it's there now. <laughs> no, my thing was when he was like, put his hand like this, and he goes, yeah, and he, re he reaches in and pulls out the coin. Hands. It's there. <laughs> He's like, here, a coin. Poof. There it is. And it's like, go away from me. I'm telling you, man. That's he made a deal. Shin Lim oh, made yeah. a deal. Standing on a street corner. Oh, that's so funny. Crossroads. Yeah. At the crossroads, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like blue singer. Oh yeah, that was that was the greatest. Alright, what else do we have? Is that it? I think that's it. You done with all your uh, parent questions? Yeah, I didn't have many, I had that one. <sighs> I will like I would like to say that the Pope stepped out on a limb this week and said that same sex marriage should or I'm sorry. Same-sex civil unions. Not marriage. Not marriage. Okay, this is not much of a limb then. It, no. It's a limb. No. Really are not. fine. No. The civil unions were always fine. Not in the Catholic tradition. He said these people are still children of God and they should be treated with the same respect and have the same rights as heterosexual couples. No, no, no. But you're saying civil unions should be treated like marriage. That's different. Than but he did people being treated like other people. He said they you shouldn't put them out of your family. They should so be he allowed. Was doing a more than just one thing. But yeah, he was well. He was being interviewed for a documentary, and in this interview, he says that civil unions should be something that's fine for uh, for homosexual couples that they deserve to have families. Okay. Which that's a big thing because. A lot of um, a lot of Christians believe that uh, homosexual couples shouldn't be allowed to have families. In fact, the Trump administration is making it so in some places homosexual homosexual couples are being denied access to adoption because they think it's wrong that gay people shouldn't have kids. Okay. What's the difference between a civil union and a marriage? Big difference. Big one difference. of them is a religious ceremony and one of them is merely a legal, legal ceremony. Yeah. But So like going to a courthouse is a civil union. Correct. Yes. But having a big wedding is a marriage. A big wedding in a church in a by church. a religious person oh. is a religious oh. union. So if you get married and your friend gets ordained online, then that's not a marriage. No, no, no. no, no it's religions a... that they're being ordained by. You don't get ordained to be a lawyer. You don't get ordained to be a judge. You get ordained to be some somebody that's in some religion. Gotcha. Now, if I were gonna have a renewal, I want Mama Rue to do it. Okay. Um, She's ordained, y'all. Okay, that I don't get. Okay. She is. I don't get the point of what you're saying. RuPaul married a bunch of people. I know on the who show. RuPaul is. I'm saying I don't get the point of that. Like, why? Why? Because. It, I think, first of all, it is a big deal that the Pope said this publicly. It is a big deal, whether we feel it, it is or not. For the for Catholic Catholics around the world, it is a big deal. 
because he's telling them, stop putting them out of your family. Stop getting rid of them because they're homosexual. Stop um, discriminating against them and preventing them from having families. They should be able to have families too. This is a big deal. A lot of my Catholic friends were like, it's about damn time. It's not enough. But at least it's a step forward. Does every Catholic person follow what the Pope says? They're no. supposed to, but no. Nobody, not every of anybody follows every of everything. I mean, he can say it, but... No, no, no. No. It's, it's way more. It's way more than, than other uh, religions that say, you know... We're, we pay attention to or we follow um, inside of Christianity people make a choice in Protestantism they essentially make a choice of all the things that they do when you're talking about in Catholicism they kind of don't get choice anymore they must do what the church says to do or they have to have uh, penance for not following those those precepts. It is not the same as other places. Is the gimbal dying? I don't know what's going on. Not really sure what's going on here. It's like the gimbal's trying to charge, but it's actually dead. So I keep turning it on, but it's not on. Maybe it should just be finished for now and have a chance to read. It should be finished? Yeah. You're telling me Gimbal 1 is not, not not fit for duty? It's Friday and it needs a, a, a break. It needs a break? It needs a, you can tell me that the Gimbal is muzzled? They did not popped up. And I think, I think what was happening is the... the All right, we're gonna go back to you. So if you shut off, then you will be absolutely fired. Um. So, what else you got? That's all I have on my list. I've got sure? other things. You're done. I'm done talking about. I'm not. I'm not going. Can we there. stop now? Sure. It's I think I need to eat a little bit more. Okay. Eating is a thing now. Yeah, I'm oh, eating like. No. Eating is a thing like not eating enough. Right, we're not eating enough. Like eating very small amounts. We um, bird meals. We eat a small something in the morning. We go to work for eight hours, and then we come home, and then we're so tired. It's all nearly ten thirty by the time we get home, and I have to cook, and then we eat only a small bit because we're about to go to bed, and we're tired, and so I've found that. I'm probably eating about the equivalent of a cup of food in each meal. And yesterday I ate less than that. Because I'm tired. Anyway. So, alright. That's it? That's it? Oh wait, one more thing. Our birthday is on Monday. Happy birthday. Yeah, birthday's on Monday. It was funny, one of my students said in one of my classes, I said, uh, yep, I'll see you all on Monday. And they said, your birthday. And I was like, oh, my birthday. And so I had to look it up to see what Monday was because I didn't know it's what our Monday birthday. was. I'll have to log your new age. 
Yes. Yeah. That's your job. You have to upload my, the new age to my property. So happy birthday, my love. Happy birthday. We'll be at work. We'll make you cards. We'll be tired and at work. So, you know. I don't know, have we had have we had our birthdays off and done something on our birthday since we became expats? We have not, nor <laughs> nor have we done anything for our anniversary in nine years. Nothing? Nothing. Because we've, we've been at work. We've been at work. This year, we I wanted to go to London. We you went, did go to London. We went to London <laughs> after. And we're quarantined. You saw the inside of Comfotel purple. We went after our anniversary, and I was like, the newest hotspot. Oh, we actually got to go to London, and then we we didn't see, get London. To see anything really. We, we, we didn't we do anything. Get, we need the embassy. We got to see a street. Yeah. And Shepherd's would, Bush. We got to see the street. Yeah, and I would move there. But I was told uh, by someone who's who's British that if you really want to get the the true English experience, you don't live in London mm. because it's so damn expensive. Sure. Well, I mean, you could say that about New York, but yeah. I don't know if you're not getting the American experience by living in New York. I think you're absolutely getting the American experience by living in New York. Yeah. Are you getting the Chinese experience by living in Beijing. Yes, Ugh. I would Shanghai. think so. Or Shanghai. I would. Th oh yes. Oh yeah. I would I, think so. I like Shanghai. I mean, I don't Still think. I don't think big city means you're not getting the experience. I think if you stay within a particular kind of bubble, then you're not getting the experiences. But the experiences are all there. But you're, what you're experiencing is living in that city. So, are real Londoners in London? Well, I would think so. Are real. British people living only outside of London? Of course not. Well, one of my friends was telling me that the best way to be a tourist in London, or in England, is to do a home sit. And so while we were there, before we left the first hotel and went to the second hotel, I was trying to find a home sit so we could stay. What you do is you sign up for this site, um, you pay your little tiny fee, which was like nine bucks for the year, and um, people will say, hey, I need someone to come and sit in my, like house sit from my house and my pets from this date to this date. And then you book your vacation for those times and you go and you stay for free in their home and you take care of their pets, which is no big deal because my kids like animals. And she said she's been doing it for 15 years and she's stayed all over the place. Another friend who's from New Zealand, she does it when they go to different countries through a house swap. So they leave their home in New Zealand and go to wherever they're gonna go and the, the family that they swap with goes and stays in their house in New Zealand. And it's a way to get free lodging while you're traveling. So I think we should do that when we go back like to England. That. I don't like that house swap thing. Because what if you show up at their house and their house is a mess? No, they're they like. Home due to your house. Then you rate them poorly and then they don't get to swap with another. No matter what, you're there. Yeah, I know. You're there and they like, are um, at your place. 
So your place is still gonna be. Messed and you like leave food in the refrigerator for them and leave laundry detergent and that type of okay. stuff. Whatever. So All right. that's, that's something I There's an option for you for travel. Better than maybe the what is that thing called? Where people Airbnb. Airbnb. Because those are expensive. Well they they are now. Right? So I'm sure that when they started, they probably weren't super expensive, and now it's popular, and now you live in a park. People buy places to just do yeah. Airbnb, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. All right, anything else? Can I do the paper now? Please. Can I stop this? Yeah. Get back to my, what was, what was I watching? I watched Scarface. Again? Yeah. So like the 900. The remastered Scarface. The, the, the HD Scarface. Say hello to my little friend in HD. Okay. You ever watch Turbo? No. Just watch Turbo. Um, it's got oh, I know what I'm watching now. I'm watching The Postman. If you haven't seen The Postman, you should watch The Postman. It's very much like what's happening in America right now. Literally, what's happening. You could say that the, the people that are the bad guys in the postman are the same as the proud boys and the kkk in today's real life wow yes everybody should watch the postman everybody made jokes about that movie when it came out and kevin costner made... yes it was that one and waterworld those and uh, dances with wolves those three like long epic kind of films well Waterworld was semi-epic. It was really not good, but yeah. Um, the other two were though. Dances with Wolves is good, really good. Um, and Postman is very appropriate to today's politics in the United States. Think of it this way: the Proud Boys win. Now, what's that world look like? If you want to follow The Traveling Fars, you can find us at the YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, iTunes, Spotify, or any place good podcasts are sold for no money at The Traveling Fars. If you like the Instagram or the Twitters, Traveling Fars. If you like email and you want to send it to the Karen lady, travelingfars at gmail.com. Are we getting any emails at yes. travelingfars at gmail.com? We are, in fact. I I'm, hear nothing about this. So. I'm going to be speaking at a, at a conference for families who would like to learn about traveling abroad, living abroad, finding work abroad. Mm. And that was an email that I got in the, in fact, two I've gotten. Two of those where... So we've gotten two whole emails at the no, email we, address travelingfars at gmail.com? We get a lot of emails, oh. but not all is of them. It, is it all junk mail? Um, some of them are like, hey, we want you to be our brand ambassador. I'll be a brand ambassador, but we're going to do it on your dime. Right. You have to order the thing and then... That's called a customer. Right. <laughs> that's not a brand I buy it from you and you're not giving me anything, then that's just said, come buy So you get my money? And you get an endorsement? I don't think so. All right. And the blog space. TheTravelingCars.Blueberry.net. No E's in the blueberry, which blueberry was messing up. And I can't figure out why our last podcast is not coming out on the blueberry. It did something weird in the thing. And 
it's not showing up. So I'm gonna try to fix that and get this uploaded. What was the date of that one? It was last, not last week, but the week before. It did not go up. It did not come out. It did not even post on Blueberry. Well. Like the the all the writing about the post is on the, was on there. I took off the post because there was nothing there. There was no audio. And then so it showed that, but then at the bottom where you have the player, it wasn't there. I noticed so. something on iTunes podcast now. You can do um, the episode web page. So if you can't find one of the podcasts that you want to hear, you can touch episode web page and it'll just take you right to the blueberry. So now we got to put that in the thing. From once we get the interwebs podcast on Apple. Hopefully one day we'll get the internet and hear it home and then we can, you know, be better on the uploading. If you go to the YouTubes, things are still dropping on the YouTube. Old episodes, stuff is still going there. Um, so don't, you can still get your YouTube fix from the traveling park. Are we, it's still going. Are we going to be doing the NADPOD POMO this year? NADPOD POMO, uh, right I have a feeling that I, I mean, I, let's put it like this. If I can edit, which Aaron's computer, our main workhorse for editing, is having its issues now. Um, but if I can edit, then we can still have an episode of something come out, and I pro- we could probably get one episode on YouTube per day, or at least close to it. But we could never do it on Blueberry anyway. All of our NatPod promo stuff had to go to YouTube. So... Maybe we could do more uploads, but we got to get internet here for me to do it because I can't, I can't upload. Like if we did something, say for 10 minutes, because we were walking somewhere or we were doing a thing or we just wanted to talk about something real quick and then upload it. We've got to be able to upload it from here. We can't, there's no other place to upload it. So we definitely can't use our phones. Again, again, check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash the traveling farbs. We've got things. She can't to do. see this, but you can see this. I can see it. It's, can, it's down there. Can they Thanks. see the the links for the merch shops that have new merch on it's them? In the description. The link in the do all the things that YouTube is telling you to do. Below some, is the merch shop. There are some Halloween merch up. Below. There's some new Keegan art up. There's some new Raptor Claw Studio art up. And the, the, the GoFundMe thing. And? It might be up there. It might you, be down. If you'd like to send us a, a Cash App gift for our birthday, we would be happy to accept it. And you could do dollar sign The Traveling Bars is our Cash App. Or you could join our Patreon. We have a gift. You already talked about it. Yeah, I know. But Why are you going back to Patreon? I already flashed it up here. I'm not putting it back. Look, man, you know we don't want to hear you. We don't want to hear your spiel. The, the, the tears. Go check out the Patreon. Check out the tears. We got tears. We got tears. Nice things. As well as tears. Yeah, because there's. That's it. That's all I got. Can't believe it. Have a great day. Say goodbye day. to the people, man. Say goodbye to the people. Bye.